Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Football Social Daily, Premier League Review. Hello, it's Sunday, which means it's the Premier League Review show here from the Sports Social. This is Football Social Daily, the only Premier League podcast you can find that comes out every single day of the week. During the week, we'll be talking about all the things that are going on in the Premier League. But at the weekend, it's our chance to get really stuck in because today it's the Premier League Review Show and there is loads to talk about. Chelsea versus Liverpool, Arsenal v Aston Villa, Manchester City 8, Watford 0. And that's not even mentioning the fact that Manchester United lost to West Ham United. Um, you can hear a couple of chuckles in the studios because Alex Boardman's here. Hello, Alex. Yeah, it's not me laughing. <laughs> uh, the one who maybe is laughing is Adam Keane. Hello, Adam. Hi, mate. We've also got Sam Lee here as well from The Athletic. Hello, Hello. Sam. Hello. Uh, I'm Niall McCorn. Thank you for joining us. And let's not beat around the bush. Let's get straight into it. And we're going to start with the big game on Sunday, the 4.30 kickoff, or one-off, because there was two games that kicked off at 4.30. Chelsea versus Liverpool, which may well have been a big game three years ago, four years ago. How long are we going back here? Because now, and certainly the vibe I got, from watching it in in the pub uh, with you guys was that it just didn't quite feel like a big game anymore. It's, that's because you you don't expect Chelsea to get anything out of it. When when we talked about big games off air earlier, they're the games that you think, oh, either team could win this, and it, if either team do win, you're not surprised. If Chelsea had got even a point today, you'd probably have been a little bit surprised that Liverpool didn't win. Mm. I think that's the difference now with a big game. Obviously. The calibre of both clubs makes it a bigger fixture. Mm. But when you actually watch it, I know that Chelsea were good and we'll get into it, but it's just not got that bite about it. Or It's, it's because they're on totally different levels. Chelsea, yeah. are, Chelsea, are, yeah. Chelsea are nowhere near the quality of Liverpool at the moment. And, and I think that showed in the game, despite the fact that Chelsea missed a bucket load of chances, <laughs> Sam. They had so many chances. Yeah. I mean, we watched the game together in the first half. Tammy Abraham... Should have squared it. He was clean through on goal. He had a man over, decided to take oh. the shot on himself. It was saved by Adrian. That could have changed the game right there. They ended up losing the game 2-1 in the end to Liverpool. Some questionable defending for Firmino's header for the second goal. So. But certainly, Chelsea had their chances. Liverpool weren't uh, watertight at the back. Yeah, it was a lot closer a game than I expected it to be. I'm with Adam when I was saying this to a mate last night. These, you know, they used to be the, you know, the Super Sunday, Grandstand Sunday, whatever, where the top four would play each other. Obviously, now that's expanded into a top six. But <laughs> if, but even so, like Liverpool against Arsenal, Liverpool against mm. even Spurs, Liverpool against Chelsea. Same for City. It's you just expect City and Liverpool to win them now, just because of what's happened over the only only over like the last year, eighteen months. Yeah. But that's that's how much it's changed. But yeah, I thought the game was a lot closer. Actually, kind of contradicting myself because Chelsea did have a lot of chances. 
they they had a lot more chances against a Liverpool team that usually, you know, is quite good at stopping the opposition from having chances whatsoever. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it really could have been a different result. Liverpool were kind of. I don't know about hanging on at the end, but they were certainly under pressure. And they made a few questionable decisions in terms of game management. I mean, look, ultimately they got there and we will come on to the fact that it's a big win. And, you know, it's one of those wins that, you know, it's a big win if you're going to be champions, blah, blah, blah. You need to win when you're not playing at your best. Definitely. Um, But they've got a reasonably tricky run of fixtures coming up. I'd say up until the November international break. Yeah. A tricky run. And if they do play like that, then they might drop the odd points. But they are so resilient and they are just so good yeah it is still hard to see it even when they have an off day as you say a, a tough run for Liverpool coming up they've got a 100% record in the Premier League now after that victory over Chelsea but that tough run includes Sheffield United away next time out then Leicester at home Manchester United away which will interest Alex Boardman Spurs at home Villa away and then City at home before the international break so some difficult fixtures including a, a big one against Manchester United and an equally good, big one against Manchester City a bit later on yeah but I, I think almost to go back to what um, both uh, Adam and Sam were saying earlier it's I think the stakes in, in these games now there really only is uh, Liverpool, when Liverpool play City, that you go, this is kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. for the league. It's the only big game in the Premier the League only, now. Well, it's, that's not true, because I think United and Liverpool will be feisty and it'll be a big affair. And then United and City, the, you know, the big local derbies, Liverpool, Everton, they'll probably, the viewing figures will probably back that up. Sure. But it's the fact that the only two, even, it was only about 12 months ago, when Tottenham, towards the end, about two months from the end of the season, got Tottenham, go to City, if they do this, they're only about two points off the top, and they'll leapfrog Liverpool, and then, <laughs> obviously, Tottenham always capitulate. But it's just such a strange situation to be in that two. It doesn't feel, the last time it felt like this was sort of United-Arsenal, when you were like, I don't think, in, right. you know, going back about 15 years ago. In terms right now, of saying it's the only big game in the Premier League, I mean, it's the only game which is going to have an impact on who wins yeah, the yeah. title. So you you think if City beat Liverpool twice in those two games, you, who would bet against City winning the league? I still think City would probably win the league. I think Liverpool aren't I think they're having a great run because of on the back of the Champions League and I think everyone's super confident. Sure. But they've had zero injuries yet and they are not as deep as, as City and when it really comes to well, Christmas. To, to be fair, to be fair, they have like last season they didn't, but Alisson getting injured could have really knackered them. Yeah. And it yeah. hasn't and it yeah. hasn't. But Adrian made some good saves in that Chelsea yeah. game and Chelsea did have enough chances to win that game. Adrian's no mug though, is he? Like it's not I the, don't even know who he was there until he came what? on against the, Norwich. Do you know what they did a they did really well signing him as a backup goalkeeper rather than... Because who else would they have had? They would have had Mignolet. So yeah, it's such yeah. an upgrade on Mignolet having Adrian coming in. Adrian, who was West Ham's first choice for a couple of years. So he's not... It's not like having... I'd even say for City, I think Claudio Bravo is <laughs> is such a downgrade from Edison. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he's... <laughs> no, no, no. He's got steady, steady. Adrian's <laughs> probably a safer option mm. than, than Claudio Bravo is. Yeah. I think... From obviously from a very biased city point of view, I think watching Liverpool as tough as it is and as horrible as it is, and it's just a pain to watch them. The they were gettable today by a Chelsea side who were they were all right today. Hmm. The, they were nothing special. Yeah, though. just a team with enthusiasm, yeah, basically, yeah, and, yeah. and like kind of the balls to go after a team like Liverpool. Come what may, I mean that's one good thing you can say about Chelsea. Well, there's a, there's a, there's quite a few good things you can say about Chelsea these days. Obviously, they're in. I think they're in a similar position to Arsenal on. Probably better, probably better than United. Well, yeah, better than United. Yeah, but basically, fine. they've got a good PR of yeah, a likable yeah. manager, a manager that the fans like, 
and young players. So they've got a lot going for them in that sense. But also, it would have been easy for Lampard to to play Giroud instead of Abraham. And, yeah, I thought. You know, Barkley instead of Mount. So they've got that kind of fearless streak. Yeah, They're yeah. going for it. They went for it against Liverpool. Yeah. And look, it's not always going to get you the, the rewards. But whenever people ask me, as a City correspondent, what's the best way to beat City? I go, well, it's no guarantee. But if you get at them and you, you, know, you, you press them and you try and attack and force mistakes around the back of midfield and defence... That's probably the best bet, and I think Chelsea showed again today yeah. that that's probably the best way to get at Liverpool. We, you've got to, you've got to go and try and fashion chances. Well, you're a lot closer to goal when you do that. Trying to well, yeah. trying to play from the back and and trying to outdo them at their own game is more difficult. You, naturally, is more of the pitch to to progress up, so it's going to be more difficult. I mean, you, you talk about Chelsea there, you know, creating chances against Liverpool. I just question what Frank Lampard's style is, to be honest, Alex, mm. because. I've watched Chelsea for a few times now this season and I think Frank Lampard's gone in there, brilliant, club legend, record goal scorer, all the rest of it, absolutely adored at Stamford Bridge and rightly so. But what's what's the philosophy? What's the game plan? You know that with Liverpool you're going to get a certain style, with Manchester City and Pep you're going to get a certain style. Yeah. Maybe it's too early in Lampard's managerial career to tell, but I don't know what their game plan is or what their style is or how they're going to go and win games. Is it no. just give the ball to Abraham and hope he scores? I also what? get that a similar feeling, but Liverpool, that, that team's been brewing for a very long time mm. and the City yeah. team's been ticking over really well for sure. about three years. So to give him any, you know, for any kind of style after six games, when you've put Mountain and Abraham, yeah. um, it would be almost a bit too big of an ask. And it also sure. feels like they've got players that are at the back end. Uh, Adam was talking about William before the game, but he's like, he's, you know, he's on the way out. Pedro's on the way out. Aspilicueta, can yeah, the he go on for much longer? Uh-huh. And, and you go, well, you go throughout the team, that's that's a lot of players that you'd go, would you replace this player? Would you replace that player? You, you would, you'd probably replace most of them. Yeah. Um. So I think he's doing a good job um, I think it shows that he's... They're direct. They get yeah. they, they get the ball forward. And that Abraham chance, that was just a really good pass yeah. through the whole team. The, they they play a lot of direct passes. Yeah. They're the good to watch, I thought. I didn't... Yeah, in I, a I sense, wasn't bored. there's going to be goals yeah, and there's going to be entertaining. They're not necessarily a really good side, know, but they're entertaining to watch. I know mm. that we watched it in the pub, but I saw a lot mm. of uh, journalists and fans saying on Twitter after the game that Lampard was getting the Super Frank Lampard treatment after a defeat. So that's two defeats in a week, but the fans aren't going to get on his back. They know about the transfer ban. They're, they're fully aware of the scenario, but I think he's got time there because yeah, there's agree. no you can't get rid of him I'd because yeah. you can't bring someone in because he, he's who's going to come into Chelsea not being able to exactly. sign their own players? No, no. Exactly, and it's a project as well. It does it, feel like we're at the start of a new. But it's so exciting. I mean, they had a graphic in the TV studio of all the players that Chelsea could field from their own academy, which is what should have happened five. 10 years ago when they started this process. It's it's strange, isn't it, that once your hand is forced, what will happen? Because just from wholly from a fan's point of view, it will probably happen to City. Probably. Like, it's more likely to happen, I think, than not. What, the the transfer ban? The transfer ban at City. Well, they didn't get one last time. No, but it's just whether, because Chelsea had one, whether when this punishment finally arrives. Yeah, no, they've already had the... But I think, is there not like a Premier League one as well? Not really. Is it not a different... If, if it was FA, it would be signing, yeah, from signing young players, which one. is like academy players, and they already had that a couple of years ago, so right. it didn't well, make a difference. In that case, fine, but it's it's almost a morbid <laughs> fascination that I'd, I wouldn't be against it, just to see what happens, because like you've seen at Chelsea, you've got players that A, probably would never have ever played for Chelsea. I don't think Tamori probably wouldn't be starting, yeah, yeah. if that well, was none the of case. Them would be. Mount, maybe, because he... 
he looks the part. Abraham wouldn't be getting a game, let's be quite honest, and he's one of the top scorers in, in the whole division. But it's it's an exciting prospect, and I, I think Lampard is, is very likeable. Obviously, he played for us for a bit, but I don't think there's many <laughs> many fans of any teams who would really dislike it. He's one of my favourite ever footballers. He, he's very likeable. He's got he's got a lot about him, and he obviously he did well at Derby. So this is a, a much bigger task, but yeah, it's it's quite exciting. He's going to about watch. it the right way. This is yeah, what he's getting yeah. slack, not just from fans, but for people like us, because no, yeah. they're playing attacking football. Look, like I said, it's not particularly good. It's not particularly sophisticated. There's a lot of things they need to work on. There's a lot of spaces in midfield they're leaving. Mm. When they go forward, they're very open at the back. You know that happens a lot. That's why they've conceded a lot of goals. It's an average of two two goals per game, basically. Yeah, they've conceded, yeah, around that, yeah. which is mental. Yeah, sixteen and eight. I mean, but it's like if but if you do try and attack and you do have young players, and as Alex said, it's early in the season. Yeah, yeah. he's got enough leeway there, hasn't he? That it's. I want to. I want to touch upon. Him, I want to touch upon Liverpool's upcoming fixtures again, just in a second. But quickly before we do that, N'Golo Kante scored Chelsea's goal. It's a hell of a goal. Ridiculous. Um, taking on a couple of players and in a minute amount of space somehow with the ball almost glued to his foot, manages to dig out the shot and just fires it into the top right-hand corner. No chance for the goalkeeper. 100% tackle success rate, um, 11 ball recoveries from Golo Kante. He is quite clearly Chelsea's best player and still is. Uh, would you agree with that? I Yeah, I yeah. think I said on the last show that he's one of, if you said you have to sign another Premier League player, he'd be in my top three. Yeah. Because he's just... He's ridiculous to have, and back in the position that he favours as well. Back in the position that that's a very good point that he's actually playing where he wants to play. Like last season was a bit of a joke for him. Yeah, but he got forward today. And is is he the best yeah, in the world at doing what he does? Very true. Sam, is he the best on planet Earth at uh, doing that role? Do you think uh, I'm, the everything role now? Now he's added the attacking yeah. a bit. Uh, I mean, he's added a bit of attacking. I mean, he would get in a world eleven squad, would he not? Yeah, well, I'd. I've got a mate who's a Chelsea fan. I saw him on tweet earlier on. He said he, he was having a debate yesterday with his mates that he's one of the best five players in the world wow, at the moment. Okay, that's a which yeah. is which I don't is a think big at the shout. moment. Maybe I'd, you'd have him in your team all day. Yeah, long. yeah. The, the if best, that was the argument. The best you'd thing take is take him all day. He's long, both underrated and overrated, and that's not a bad thing. That you kind of forget about him when if you were talking about a World Eleven this year, you might forget mm. that because obviously he's in a Chelsea team that aren't going to win the league or whatever but he's also they're not a lot of the time being oh yeah he's the best midfielder in the world yeah and he's not we'll get on to that later mm. yeah of course well just to round mm. this segment up Liverpool closing in on a record Alex of most Premier League victories in a row but they've got a tough run coming up as we mentioned earlier including Manchester United and Spurs back to back United at Old Trafford and Spurs at their new stadium mm. uh, then a trip to Villa before hosting Manchester City at Anfield so in those four games, don't forget Leicester precede Manchester City, so in ter- uh, precede Manchester United. So in, in terms of these games, every run in the Premier League is tough. All the teams are hard to beat. We know that. But I mean, th- this will be the most testing period of their season, you'd think, at least from the naked eye. I think for open, maybe up until Christmas, it'll be the, the most testing run. But I think they'll breeze past most of those, yeah, yeah, with yeah. the exception of when it comes to City. I think United are probably... You think they'll breeze past Spurs as well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I think Tottenham have been pretty pretty awful. Mm. They, they seem to, like, they'll, they'll have good spells in games and you'll be looking and going, oh, well, that's the real Tottenham. Or yeah. the Tottenham we saw to the end of last year. But most of the time, they're not even put... They seem to just not play to the mm. strengths. They but, seem to just... I don't know what the plan is. But you'd fancy Liverpool against your own side, Manchester United. Well, the only, that would be the only sort of, with it being a derby and the fact that the atmosphere will be fantastic Mm. and I think United will physically compete. So that's the one that I could see as a draw. That's the only potential. That's a bit like last year, isn't it? 
that yeah, yeah. everyone wrote United off in that game, yeah. the the nil nil. Myself included. It was the day of the Carabao Cup final. Well, it was Jose's think, uh, death toll, wasn't it? I think. Oh, the three one uh, was. Uh, eight, yeah, yeah. You know, after after that nil nil def- uh, after that game against Liverpool, Jose was gone, wasn't he? For, yeah, that would no, that was the first game was the first at, one, at, yeah, at yeah. Anfield. Yeah, this was the almost the, nil, the nil, start nil, of Solskjaer's the demise of that team because I think they'd won sixteen on the bounce pretty much up until that. They went into the game with players Lingard, Rashford, both playing with injuries. He were taken off. And it was quite a threadbare hmm. team on the pitch by the end of it, but the fact it is Liverpool, I think you know. That is, I think okay. I think we might get a draw in that one. I think United might draw with Liverpool in that one, but yeah. I think Liverpool breeze past everybody else up until the, City. The big thing will be who wins those two games. If City win both those games, City win the league. Yeah, that's if, what Alex was if, saying. If, yeah. If yeah, it's, it's, it's it, exactly that. It's a top two, and then there's a there's a two underneath. And then there's probably four or five teams in the same sort of bracket yeah. this season. It's but, a fair enough comment, but you're speaking very cut and dry here. And we saw Norwich true. turn Manchester City over. Exactly. So it's and, hard to predict mm, a Premier League season. We've do, we've tried to do it every year. We've though. tried to do it for That's years and year. years, and it just never it, happens. Exactly. I'm, I don't mean that City and Liverpool are, are too good or anything like that. They are just technically and when they play well, just miles better than the the four underneath. The, mm. I I can't see it and bring this back up at the end of the season if it happens. I can't see. It. Anyone getting close to City and Liverpool okay. in the league. But, as somebody said, because um, I saw something on Sunday Supplement this morning and uh, saying that, oh yeah, it's, someone needs to have a look and City are going to become an issue because mm. they're beating teams 8-0. No, like you say, we got beat 3-2 three, three, against Norwich yeah, last yeah. week. So it's there, doable, there will be upsets, yeah. there will be surprises, but those two teams are just miles away. They okay, are. so Chelsea losing 2-1 at Stamford Bridge to Liverpool, who can who maintain their 100% record in the Premier League this season. And you say that no one can get close to Manchester City and Liverpool, but certainly at the start of the season, Arsenal fans, with the signings they made, might have felt they would be in with a sniff. They kicked off at 4.30 on Sunday. Also, they played Aston Villa, conceded two goals to Villa, concerns defensively again, despite the fact that they won the game 3-2. So let's focus on the villains just temporarily. Um, how much at risk are they of going down? I think that they need to start really be being concerned about their survival in the Premier yeah, League. Yeah, they just they don't seem to be scoring, do they? They don't, they don't seem to be. They just don't seem to be doing anything. Everyone very well. scores against Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they got two, didn't they? But um, yeah, I think they do. I think there will be some concerns there, and there's probably not. Any, I wouldn't see it, them strengthening it's, in it's January. It's very, even. very like Fulham last year. Albeit, I said that they wouldn't be like Fulham last year, where they go and spend loads and loads of money on just a, a like a really random selection of players and. If it clicks, they'll be fine. They'll be absolutely fine. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't be concerned that they've got beat by Arsenal. I don't think that should be a concern no. for them yet. Yeah, they're in the bottom three. They've got four points from six. But there's so much time left for them to, to turn it around. They just look a little bit of a weird team. I watched them... God, who did they play uh, the other week? Was it Friday night kickoff? It was West Ham on Monday. Oh, they beat Everton on the Friday yeah, night. Yeah, Everton on the Friday night. And even though they beat Everton, I never thought, oh, God, these look good. I just thought they're a bit of a weird mm. team. Yeah, that, that, was, that a... was my concern at the start of the season. Yeah. I don't think they've got enough about them. If you look at Sheffield United and Norwich, they've come up with a plan. Yeah. You know, there's coaching there. There's players who, you know, they're not top six players, but there's players who understand the system. I'm not sure Villa have got that same level maybe, of sophistication. I, I love how the sort of criteria for relegation recently has been, are there three worse teams than Team X? So mm. I'll ask, are there three worse teams in the Premier League than Aston Villa? On current showing, I would say yeah. no. I would say no, I don't think there are. Yeah. 
Yeah, you think? Yeah, Watford. Watford for Watford sure. Watford We'll come on to that when we talk about Manchester City. I'll have City. Newcastle mm. and I'm having Brighton. You think Brighton? O- I, only I think the Brighton way, will get there. Only the way that they play football. I'm just going based wholly well, on seeing and, and I'll, a couple I'll, of games. I'll put this out there now because we're probably not going to talk about it because it finished nil-nil and I don't Newcastle fans it. are not too happy about it and I'm sure we'll talk about it in the week. That ended nil-nil so we probably won't be talking about that on the show. Sorry Newcastle fans, sorry Brighton fans. Brighton battered them by all accounts. But absolutely battered them. You look at the stats, Brighton battered them. Yeah, first stats. half in particular. So it looks like Brighton were probably not hard done by not to get a win, but probably should feel mm. unfortunate that they didn't get the three yeah. points there. So we can talk about that. Um, but Aston Villa, will they go down? That's certainly a question. What about Arsenal then? Because they got the victory, even though they were down to 10 men. Ainsley Maitland-Niles was sent off. Uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang again being their hero, scoring a free kick to secure the three points for the Gunners. But Arsenal fans seemingly hating on Granit Xhaka which was quite interesting. Yeah, I was going to say, it's taken them long <laughs> enough to realise that they're... Hang on, he's captain, isn't he? He is one well, of their... He gave away <laughs> a ridiculous <laughs> penalty a couple of weeks Let, ago. Let's just, if we just put this into, yeah, yeah, yeah. into one plain sentence, Granit Xhaka is Arsenal captain. What? Mm-hmm. Like how, how I've seen they, a lot of get out of my club Granit Xhaka tweets. I've seen a lot of those. Where Granit Xhaka is Arsenal captain. There was a... Who did he play? It was that Tottenham game. Where obviously he gets booked every game and probably should get sent off. He's booked again today, every single game. It, he is one of the like I don't want to say thick. I don't want to be too harsh on him. Call him thick. Go on. He's thick right, on the pitch. It's he's funny thick. actually. It's on the footballing decisions. Yeah, he's Was, just... Did Switzerland play Albania at the World Cup last? Yeah. Time? Did you just and call them Twitenham? Tottenham, Twitenham. That's my pronunciation. Sorry, radio. But he gave a press conference, and I think people were kind of alleging. I think he was on a booking as well, maybe. And if sure. they'd have won that, they'd he'd have been banned for the game against Sweden. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And like they, people were asking him questions about, are you going to get provoked or whatever? And he was like, I'm not stupid. I know what I'm doing. It's like, no, you are stupid. <laughs> and this is why people are asking questions because you do get provoked. You do give away. You, you know, it's you might not get sent off every week, but you, you get booked quite often. Mm. You you make mistakes. You make bad fouls. He is a bit of a brain-dead player. He does And just go game. back at the start. A lot of Arsenal fans, look, maybe he'll have a couple of good games a season. Yeah. And he'll have Arsenal fans piping up going, oh, look, everyone who said he was stupid, where are you now? Fine. No, he's, yeah. he's a bad player. He scores he, a good well, goal every season. He's, say, he's not a bad player, obviously, to get to this level, blah, blah, blah. Sure. But Arsenal captain, they, They've gone after really. him at 2-1. Um, when they were 2-1 down, that's when the Arsenal fans, I checked on Twitter, that's when the Arsenal fans are laying into him. Obviously, then they've gone on 1-3-2, but it hasn't stopped after yeah. the game either. At 2-1 at down, you need a captain who's got a head on his yeah. shoulders. <laughs> Someone who's just going to focus and get the team back into it. What does he go and do? He goes and gets booked yeah. straight so, away. So he gets booked and Jeez. bookings add up and bookings accumulate. And you think sometimes when one of your players gets a yellow card, you think, oh no, he's out for the next game. Do you think Arsenal fans with Granite Jack no. Alex will go, oh, he's been booked, he's going to miss <laughs> the next mean, game? Terrain, it's not like, yeah. oh, he's going to be a huge miss. It's almost like, oh, well. I don't this really... is a guy who's starting for Arsenal football. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of those things again, but I, I just wonder if we're seeing the full picture because you talk about Arsenal fans on Twitter, so they won't be Arsenal fans at the game. I know that some Arsenal fans start to boo him, but <laughs> is he covering tons of ground? Is he doing things that you just can't see on the telly? Because he's captain and he's playing every week. And sometimes teams, especially the bigger teams, Arsenal are probably the worst for it, the most notorious, but they'll pick a scapegoat and you go, is he really that bad? Can he really be that bad? Maybe he's great in the dressing room. Maybe he's a great trainer, maybe he's... He he might just be a leader, but... It's just on the pitch, he's he's nuts. 
Like, he just, yeah, he just seems to be like he's a, unreliable. A yeah, he's unreliable, and that's the issue with Arsenal. They are an unreliable football team. Yeah. They've got David yeah. Luiz, who's unreliable. They've got yeah. Mustafi, who's unreliable. Socrates is usually reliable, but has shown himself Leno to be unreliable. Well, to be fair, Leno, goal. another. Rob Holding, a reliable defender, unreliable because he's always injured. So there are a lot of issues with Arsenal he's football fit. club. Yeah, a lot of issues. He's fit too. Yeah, it's so, like. It's like they're an defenders. unreliable football club. Never mind with your captain. And Ozil. Yeah, Ozil. If you've got a holding midfielder, if you've got a, always ill. If you've got a, a holding midfielder, you need to be able to trust them that A, they're gonna defend without getting sent off. Look at we've just talked about Kante. Yeah. Similar similar position. Gets the job done that he's he's meant to do. You can't you cannot trust Granite Xhaka to get through a game of football, which is like rule one. You, you can't trust him to, to play 90 minutes in case he makes another stupid tackle mm-hmm. or gives away another penalty. If there's a player or... in your team that you're watching from the stands, in the armchair, whatever, in the pub, and you're concerned about the exactly. quality of your team when they're playing, that is an issue. Like, so when uh, a couple of weeks ago, whenever we were last on, um, I said that Rodri is a bastard in a really good way. Shaka is not the bastard in a good way. He's just silly. Like you, you can be hard and you can be tough on the pitch and you yeah, can make and bad tackles well, and get away with it. gamesmanship, isn't exactly, there as well? Yeah. But it's the the tackles that I always really used to make drive me crackers was when you're at one, you know, they're defending, they're in their own corner flag, and so you just mm. leave them alone, leave them alone. Yeah, but it's not only that; it feels like Xhaka there would go in two footed in yeah, that. Yeah. So not only give the ball away, yeah. mm. but you know, place himself at risk of getting sent off. Oh, yeah, we're talking mm. about Arsenal as if they lost the game to yeah. Aston Villa. Yeah, they, you must remember. Well, in they, fairness, though, they won the game three two, and that puts them into fourth place in the Premier League on eleven points, which is tied with Leicester uh, and West Ham United. So I mean, they got another yeah. three points. Yeah, no, they did, they did. But I mean. I was thinking this when we were going in on Jacku, and you know, it sounds like the analysis sounds like they've lost the game. But at the end of the day, it's it's an analysis. It's it's a it's a constant across the season. Yeah, they sure. beat they beat Villa today, fair enough. But they, I don't think they're going to get in the top four because of issues like this. Yeah. With going about talking about how unreliable the defence is, they are. You know, everyone piled in on yeah. them after Watford because how many shots did they concede against Watford last week? Like thirty-one. Well, well I'll tell you about <laughs> Arsenal. Okay, they've conceded. I think it's the most keep shots happening. in the Premier League. I don't no, know the exact number. The most in Europe. Yeah, most in Europe. Okay, so I figured it. Well, I didn't figure it out. I found a stat. <laughs> I say I figured it out trying to claim all the credit. <laughs> I found a stat. Arsenal concede a shot on average just over every four minutes. Mm, that's just every outrageous. four minutes. Well, the goalkeeper I... is either called into action or the defenders are called into action. Two words. So, to be honest with you, we're talking about the unreliability and just the poor quality of Arsenal's defenders. They're having to do a lot more defending than a lot of other teams in Europe, as Sam has yeah. stated. Well, they they went out in summer to buy a centre-half and bought a 32-year-old David Luiz mm-hmm. for £8 million. What did they expect? He wasn't going to shore up the defence. He had a great they, season the season before. But that's fine, but you know what he's like. You, you're buying a player who is Yeah, it's like if, totally if you can protect unreliable. him. I mean, we'll stray over into a bit of Man City chat here, but if you can protect him, yeah. fine. If you can't, you're going to have problems. And it's said, the same with Otamendi. Yeah, exactly. if you If you expose mm. Otamendi three or four times a game, he's going to get booked. You're going to concede a couple of times. Yeah, But City generally protect him well enough. Yeah, Fernandinho does a great job. And it's the same thing, thing with Arsenal. And, yeah, they and protect Luiz. him by not playing him. Yeah. <laughs> that's how they protect yeah. him. But it, well, Arsenal don't really have a choice, really, do they? No. But to play, you know... Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, Adam's yeah. saying, what do you expect? They should have known. Yeah. He's going to have a lot of work to do. When he signed, so don't give it him. When he signed, everyone knew exactly what was going to happen. They were all moaning about Mustafi because he, again, is one of those defenders who looks really shaky if you go up near him. And they were... 
the they didn't want to play him, so now they've brought in an exactly <laughs> the exact replica <laughs> of him. Let Just me, with do you know what? He's not even an exact replica. He's more unreliable. This let is me, this is me. sorry, go on. This is what I'm saying about Chelsea though. I think Chelsea are basically Arsenal with good PR. They both got <laughs> they both got similar problems. What we were saying, they concede an average of two goals a game. They've got similar problems. The defence is overworked. They can you know they concede a lot of chances, a lot of goals. They've got good attacking players. Yeah, yeah. Not the finished article, but good attacking players. I'll, I'll, probably Aubameyang's better than anyone Chelsea yeah, got much, at the moment. But they're both you know they're both trying to do. They're both trying to attack and all this, but we give Chelsea a bit more credit, maybe because it's Lampard and he's a bit mm, more familiar to mm. us. That kind of familiarity bias, if that's even a thing. Obviously, the the young English players, it's just it's just a bit, yeah, it's just better also, PR, basically. Yeah, but they're in a very like, similar situation. It does yeah. feel like Arsenal have been like this for about a decade as well, doesn't it? Where they've, <laughs> yeah. they've decent going forward. Aubameyang, he's absolutely fantastic. I was yeah, really impressed Lacazette's with him. great. Yeah, Lacazette's, Lacazette's great. But mid, midweek, the thing, when Aubameyang played uh, on the Thursday night, I can't remember who they played. But, Frankfurt. Um, uh, yeah, Frankfurt. Frankfurt yeah. yeah, and they scored two really good. They were, they were very good going forward, Arsenal. But what was notable was the way that Aubameyang just ran and ran and ran for all those young players around him. Because he could have decided to be like, I'm the star, just yeah, pass yeah, me the yeah. ball. It's a bit and like he, playing in the reserves at that point. He, mm. It must have felt like think, that for him. But doing he was brilliant yeah. and he was delighted when they scored yeah. as well. So yeah. you think, I mean, uh, he's a But great they've got player. young players as well. They've got that. Saka, yeah, Saka Willa, coming through, played the yeah, other night. Yeah, 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 some things to note. Saka made his Premier League debut, an exciting young player for Arsenal. Of course, Arsenal getting the win, three goals to two against Aston Villa. That moves them up into four fourth position in the Premier League. They will be without Ainsley Maitland-Niles for their next game, though he was sent off in that game. And just a quick one to finish off this game. Mustafi and David Luiz, 100% clean sheet record when playing together. So there we go. <laughs> only one game. I was going to say, yeah, the last three minutes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you've been on the pitch for a minute. <laughs> uh, moving on then to a game uh, where certainly Watford didn't keep a clean sheet. They conceded eight goals to Manchester City, which will of course be of interest to Adam Keyworth and Sam Lee, who is the Manchester City correspondent for The Athletic. David Silva, Aguero, Mares, Bernardo Silva with a hat-trick, Otamendi and De Bruyne on the score sheet for Manchester City. How good were Manchester City against Watford. Quite good. They were really good, obviously. Yeah. Re- we, what can you say? Because, because, and the reason I ask you, and the reason I ask you in that way is because there were question marks after Norwich about yeah. Manchester City's defensive problems. And well, even think, though you beat Watford 8-0, I, yeah. I think... Those question marks haven't gone away. They were there, weren't they? Between the the first two goals. They were still there. So how good were Manchester City first? How bad were Watford second? And thirdly, what does that mean in the back four for Manchester City? It means absolutely nothing to the back four, other than the fact that we saw Cancelo and Mendy on the pitch during the game again. Mendy played a full half. Eric Garcia came on. We weren't tested, really. The one time we were, Delafoe should have scored. Yeah, really, exactly. where but it's just, it's the same thing. Yeah, Otamendi exposed. Yeah, but we we know what Otamendi's like now. We don't. But want it's going to happen more often because yeah. Rodri, Rodri's very good. Rodri's very yeah. good on the ball, and he's very good at winning it back. Yeah, he, but he's not quite Fernandinho. Yes. because nothing gets past Fernandinho. He hasn't got that. And if Fernandinho's playing in defensive midfield, Otamendi doesn't get exposed yeah, as much. Yeah. They get exposed a bit more, which the coaches were expecting because you know Rodri's learning the Premier League. He's learning the new system. He's yeah. learning part of his own game he needs to improve. But while he is improving that, and that's where the second goal came through at Norwich, mm. the ball gets in behind him, you're in on the centre-backs. Otamendi awesome. will make a bad choice when exposed 
nine times out of ten. He's yeah. 31. He's not going to change. He's not a great After defender. yesterday, that De La Faux chance, he tried to like, slide tackle yeah. him on the edge of the box. Just stand him up. Again, Just if, stand we, him if up. we're talking about unreliable unreliable defenders, Otamendi is one. So it will keep happening. He, that will keep he's happening. He's very good. But City will generally score more the, goals. The thing is, if fine. we play like that, we could have been playing absolutely any team in the world. They would have got beat 8-7. But they, I've not seen a performance from City, which which also means not from anyone... Mm that good in the first half an hour ever in any game of football, despite that Delafeo yeah. chance which wound everyone up. Well, let's go through the goal-scoring times. David Silva inside a minute, yeah. Sergio Aguero in the seventh minute with a penalty, 12 minutes, Riyad Mahrez, Bernardo Silva, 15 minutes, Otamendi, 18 minutes. So that's five goals it was in mad 20 minutes. It was mad I mean, inside the stadium. It was, it was been, really You've weird. been covering Manchester City for a couple of seasons, more than now. Yeah, fifth season. Now, fifth season. Uh, have you ever seen a start like that from City? Well, no. Literally, no, because they scored five in 20 minutes. Um, but obviously, the beauty of them last season, they scored a goal in the first 15 minutes more often than not, and that was where they got mm. teams. That was where they killed teams off. Mm. Um, so they do start well very often. Um that I tell you, the, probably the game that springs to mind is when they beat Chelsea six 0 Yeah, but the mad similar. thing was Chelsea probably could have scored two or three in that game. That was very. That was a very similar period of time where you have fifteen minutes and you score four goals. Yeah, it was, and that was mad. So what, they, they do do it. Watford genuinely looked shell shocked mm. in the first half. Like you see them going back to the pen, uh, the kickoff. You're going back to the centre circle that frequently, and yeah, they were just, just like, horrible. "What is going um, on?" Demons from the FA Cup final, yes or no? No, I don't they, buy it. I think it's nonsense. I, I know some of the players yeah. are still the same players, but it's a new manager, it's a new team. season. Do you really think going into that game, they would have thought, "Oh, this this guy scored three passes in the cup final"? I, I can't well, remember it's the scorers, but it's not just is that. that really a factor in Premier League football? You do well. One one of the best performances I've ever seen City play was probably this time two years ago. They went to Watford, At Watford and they yeah, beat them yeah. 6-0. And it was it was brutal. It, yeah, it was. It bad. was brutal. Yeah. It was a bit like this. It was one of the best performances. Not not necessarily taking into account the quality of the opposition, because, you know, they've beaten Arsenal, Spurs, Liverpool, United comprehensively over those yeah. over those years, Chelsea too. But just in terms of everything clicking on the day, they did it then. The end of the first Guardiola season, the very last game, that was 5-0, I think. They batter yeah. them all the time. Mm. Last December, it was a closer game, fine. But generally, they batter them all the way. So I wouldn't be surprised if they did turn up thinking, <laughs> this is going to be a difficult one. It yeah. did look, that was something that Match of the Day picked up on. And they've been criticised for it, for saying how like just disparate the Watford supposedly team were because they just were not a team. And they kept, they'd pull back incidents and they go, look, Look how far away they are from the ball. They look, there's they look like the ball kids goes in, and the ball, there's yeah. three of them not even facing in the right direction. Mm. And they'd, they'd been outnumbered every single time in midfield. And possibly that does come from getting embarrassed so that, many times. They, they came back from two goals behind against Arsenal last week. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and new manager and new manager bounce. That's all Arsenal, though, it. isn't it? And <laughs> it's his second yeah. Kike Sanchez Flores. It's his second spell as Watford yeah. manager. Watford are in danger of relegation, Alex. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. Um, <laughs> almost already they've only got two points oh, yeah. I, I feel only, they, only Watford and Wolves haven't won a game in the Premier League yeah but you feel Wolves can pick up can't yeah you? yeah exactly the, Wolves, the quality's there seem, isn't it yeah, yeah and they seem really a different side this year and I don't know if it's because they've got European yeah. aspirations maybe it's that maybe they overachieved last year maybe people have sort of yeah. worked them out it just feels like one or two of the Wolves players are not scoring and not playing as well as they were doing but, but Watford Watford don't have that do they you don't no. really think oh well who's going to step up it, it didn't look like a team either 
yesterday. I know that's a very strange thing to say, but <laughs> they they just look like a group of players by the end of the first half who, mm. yeah, they played together a little bit. They, they're right winger, or right midfielder. They were hardly wingers. Uh, Fulkir or... I don't Fulkir, know. Yeah. On his debut, by the way. Yeah. And I actually felt bad for him because he... He was getting absolutely mullered a debut down that against side. Manchester City. Exactly. Mm. You starting him, the back four was shocking, like really, really bad. And then Ben Foster did actually make a few saves. And um, also gave away a penalty. He did give away a really stupid penalty where the ball was no going, in the goal, it yeah. was going out of play and all that sort of stuff. And I'm, I don't like Ben Foster anyway, so I'm quite <laughs> glad he conceded that. You do like Kevin De Bruyne though, and I want to talk about Kevin De Bruyne yeah. because two assists and one goal. And I want to play you the... The clip from the highlights, which really made my ears prick up when I heard this. This is the goal before from Bernardo Silva to complete his hat-trick. And then Kevin De Bruyne scored to make it 8-0. Have a listen to this. Pass for De Bruyne. Bernardo Silva completes a hat-trick. And that is number seven for Manchester City, who have been absolutely awesome today. So that's Bernardo's goal. Bernardo Silva's goal. Now have a listen to Kevin De Bruyne's goal here. For De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne! Well, you would not deny him that. Breathtaking, brilliant De Bruyne. A phenomenal performance from him and Manchester City. It's that murmur, isn't it? You can hear you can hear the fans between them going, God, he's good, or whatever it yeah, is. Absolutely. It's, just, it's that. And the reason I, I pointed that out, and I'm glad you noticed that, Sam, is because Bernardo's goal, his third goal, his hat-trick, brilliant performance from him. A different noise from the crowd when Kevin De Bruyne hit the ball into the back of the net. Thanks uh, to Sky Sports great, Football on YouTube for goal. the highlights, by the way. But it was an unbelievable goal, and he mm. had a great game, and he stood there and celebrated, almost Cantona-esque. Well, stood there with his arms outstretched, and I know it's probably going to make you wince when I say that. This whole thing but... is awful. This is an awful <laughs> section. Why we had to listen to that nonsense, I don't know. And I forced myself to watch it last night because I knew Adam was on, and I knew we'd be talking about right. it. Because I would never watch an eight. Why would I ever watch that? But... What I did pick up from the game last night is that there's something between, especially Silver uh, and De Bruyne. Mm. But even at 6 0, even at 7 0, there's like this professional intensity. And they were, Watford was sitting back by then. De Bruyne could have done pretty much anything he wanted. And he never really showboats, but he always does difficult things really well. It looks mm. so simple for him. And then that goal he scored was an absolute peach of a goal. I think the point I was trying but, to make is the crowd made almost a different yeah, sound when the ball went in the back of the net. They almost went, oh goal. my God, what was a goal. Due, rather it, than it, a cheer, it, it was like a wow. But it was a goal that you just go, this very few players could ever have done that. You mm. know, Lampard probably could have done that. And he said, yeah, Skull yeah. definitely could. Sure, yeah. Gerard. And there was, there's not many other, there's no midfielders really in in the current game that you'd think, oh, you get them the ball there with no space whatsoever after they've bossed the game and they yeah. seven their world. Well, the, be- the beauty of De Bruyne, right, and everyone everyone kind of knows by now what he's about, but it's that kind of tactical understanding he's got. And when we go back to how good was City yesterday, you think they were still trying new things. Yes, There were times in the first half when Kevin De Bruyne was playing right back. Yeah, it was mad. It was mad. He was playing right back and Walker was playing on the right wing. And I think that is so... And I think this is where the first goal came from. That is so. Pace or something like that, maybe? Sorry? Anything to do with pace? Do you no, think? I, no, it's when City have got the ball. And I think it's because we all know that right-hand side area where he crosses from. Which the best example of that was probably yesterday for the yeah, first goal. Brilliant assist. Because how do you pick him up? Because teams can maybe think, 
oh, well, we need to stop De Bruyne doing that. But if he's playing right back, and a couple of times later in the half, he just ran through to the middle, so he was on the edge of the box because you know it, they were well covered yeah. defensively. So it's almost but a covert way of keeping so him effective. Exactly. So he 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 didn't have the ball. Fernandinho had the ball, but he was pointing to Walker to get wider and Maris to stay inside. Mm. So then by the time the ball got over to them, De Bruyne attacked and he was in that right-sided position. And how can you pick him up? Because that's that's kind of the right-back getting yeah. forward. You've already got Mares and Walker on that side. So, yeah. you know, your full-back or your wing-back is already yeah. occupied. He's in that space, puts the ball in. Everyone knows where he's going to go. Yeah. So the City players get on the yeah. end of it. It's 1-0. Yeah. So that's, that's when you say how good were Man City. It's still stuff like that. They were still trying stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And how good is Kevin De Bruyne? He's good enough to understand these new roles. And you wonder when... Because they won't use that every week. But they'll use it sometimes. They might not use it against Liverpool. Yeah. They might do. It's just a different way to get De Bruyne still in the game it? because you can't pick him up because you've already got the two wingers over there anyway. Yeah, I've written down here on my piece of paper the three eyes, and I'm not going Kurt Angle back from the WWF days. I'm going <laughs> reference. <laughs> very good instrumental, reference. integral, irreplaceable. If yes, you were gonna, very if you, good. If you were going to pick one of those three eyes, oh, I was going to all of them. Oh. Well, he is all of them. He, but if you were going to pick them. one which he's, probably he's represented to- him the most. I've got integral, fair, irreplaceable, or instrumental. Irreplaceable for me. Really? Like, Even last season, fair. you didn't have him yeah. last Hold season. On. And, aren't, aren't the other two the same thing? He, instrumental, integral. <laughs> yeah, they're all. He, he is. Instrumental, he makes things happen. Integral, it wouldn't happen without yeah. him. I, oh. I think, and this this is a, one of those things that people, <laughs> people say flippantly, I think he's the best footballer in the world, Kevin De Bruyne. And I, I mean that when I say it. There, There is, for me... No other player in the world who can do what Kevin De Bruyne does. So you're writing down yeah, no a world do eleven, does, so. Earth eleven. This is true. I always use this it's example. It's very biased. I always use this example. No before we go to a break, before well, I lose my marbles, Earth eleven are playing Mars eleven in a football match. Yeah. You're telling me the first person you write down on your team sheet, yes. one to eleven, no, he's in there. the first person you write down is Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, yeah, it's clear bias from me. But <laughs> he is. And did you not have Kante in there about ten yeah, minutes yeah. ago as well? Yeah, he's not on the first. That's he's not first though. That's the, he was a top five footballer in the world about ten minutes just, ago. Yeah, give it fifteen, and Granite Xhaka will be in there as well. <laughs> just before, just before we do finish City game, um, would be silly not to mention David Silva yesterday. Who in yeah, the first half? In the first half was just just incredible to watch. This is his final season at City, tenth year. He's one of very few players to score in ten Premier League seasons. He was just absolutely brilliant to watch yesterday. Mm. And yes, this is his final season, and yes, he's he's not getting any younger. But there were some question marks asked by some very silly fans earlier in the season about David Silva and whether he should be starting for City this season, and. He was miles better than Bernardo was yesterday. Obviously, Bernardo's got a hat trick. Yeah, but, but they they were kind of tap, not tapping goals, yeah. but they weren't they weren't as good. But as Silva, still, still, he if you got this on the stats charts, the pass before the assist, he he would have hundreds and thousands because that's exactly what he does. When De Bruyne is putting those crosses in, or when Mares is doing his thing, it's always Silva mm. who's setting that pass up, and there's. We won't ever see a player like him, really, at City again. Yeah. Um, I think uh, when Aguero retires or when Aguero leaves City, yeah. I think there will be a, a hotly contested debate amongst Manchester City fans yeah. in the boozers at the Etihad before the game, who's the best player to ever wear yeah. Manchester City and, colours. And it will be between Silver and Aguero, I think, yeah, no doubt. Because when we said then about De Bruyne and how good he is, my favourite ever City player was Yaya Torre. 
to watch because he was just you must have been really amazing to you... watch. No, just a, like amazing to watch at what he does and how he how he bossed a game. Sure, I know he did it for yeah, two seasons, yeah, but yeah, yeah. De Bruyne has now got that mantle of he will take the game by the mm. scruff of the neck, whether we're one nil down, six nil up. He he just wants to create and score. Yeah. Like Alex said, there's professionalism. Mm. Then there's the, yeah, they had a look between stop. them. There was a moment last night. And it was about four or five nil, and it, it was it was Silver and De Bruyne just stood next to each other in midfield. And I was like, whoa, look at these two proper game on. Yeah, they are like it's like proper it's, players, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. yeah De, Bruyne, De Bruyne is an absolute. I think De Bruyne will end as City's best player if he stays. If he stays, if he stays okay. there, and if he stays fit. fit. Interesting, yeah. interesting. Okay, Manchester City eight, Watford nil. Boosts Manchester. Keeps Manchester City in second position, I should say, on 13 points. 18 goal difference, which is six better than Liverpool, who currently sit top of the table. Um, if you want more Manchester City content, go and subscribe to The Athletic. Sam Lee is the Manchester City correspondent. Plenty of good stuff on there, Sam. Some some cool stuff you've been doing lately. A, a few decent articles you've been pumping out. <laughs> Loads of it, yeah. yeah. Um, more to come. There was, uh, what's the one you did? I can't remember the one you did recently. It was, uh, Stephen Island interview. Stephen Island, yeah. You did an interview recently with Stephen Island, which took off pretty well. Some interesting bits and pieces you found out about his career. Yeah, I mean, have we got time to go through it here? <laughs> no, oh, I spoke to him for just three general, hours. It was encourage mad. Encourage people to go mad. and read it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a hell of an interview. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, when he was at City, he was on £85 a week at first. You know, young player coming over from Ireland and he had two kids to look after basically on his own. And he was borrowing money from Micah Richards for nappies and all that kind of stuff. And mm. then, you know, the fallouts with managers, Mancini and Gerard Houllier at Villa and the mad situations he found himself and in. quite unlucky by all accounts in this game. Yeah, unlucky. I mean, it's hard to work out because a few times I did say, look, are you sure there's nothing you did to piss off these managers? And he was like, no, honestly, like, you know. Mm. And then, But I mean, yeah, if you go and read the article, you find yeah. out you can make your own minds up, basically. I think that's the beauty of it. He's a really complex character. Did he not have the, was he not the person who gave the fake excuse for having a dead Yes, mm. yes. Yeah, that did happen. And mm. we we covered that quite a bit. Only some of it made it to print. Okay. Um, I think he's got more to say on that at some point, but basically he wanted to save himself a lot of hassle for now. But Brilliant. he will get there eventually. Go and read the article mm. in The Athletic. Subscribe to it online. Uh, Sam is the Manchester City correspondent. Some great stuff coming out regarding uh, the blue side of Manchester. Everything. Um, everything. Everything indeed. Everyone. And we'll be talking about the red side of Manchester mm. after the break. Manchester United going to West Ham United and losing by two goals to nil. Also, we'll be talking about Friday night football. Southampton won. Bournemouth three. Good win for Eddie Howe's side. And Leicester two. Tottenham one. And another VAR debacle. Who would have thought it? Stay tuned here to Football Social Daily will be back after this. Football Social Daily. Subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode. Football Social Daily. Premier League Review. Welcome back to Football Social Daily. This is the Premier League Review show from the Sports Social. On a Sunday, we'll be talking about all the games that took place, well, apart from the boring ones, including Newcastle United nil, Brighton nil. We'll be glossing over Burnley 2, Norwich nil, and Crystal Palace 1, Wolves 1, because there are some more interesting games to discuss. And that's no offence to those teams, because Manchester United will be slightly concerned. There's some the fact crisis talk, isn't there? Crisis talk, I like All it. over the place. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, Alex Boardman's a Manchester United fan, mm. so let's throw it to him. Go on, Alex. Crisis for you. You lost 2-0 to West Ham United. Uh, Andre Yarmolenko just before half-time. Bad time to concede a goal. Yeah, terrible Aaron, goal to concede Aaron as Aaron well. Creswell from a free-kick position six minutes before the end. Mm-hmm. Bad time to concede a goal just yeah. before the end of the game. Um, West Ham, probably now firm top six contenders, and we'll come on to that in a second, but... No. Gary Neville on commentary said, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer needs four or five transfer windows to compete. But my question to you as a United fan is, compete with who? 
because you can't even compete against West Ham. So who, who, who's he referring to there? Well, he, four he surely can't be referring to Liverpool and Man City. Four sure. or five transfer windows is this season and then the next two seasons. But so how, how, many, how, how long do you give Solskjaer? Because managers don't get that time. In the no, morning, managers right? definitely don't get that time. And I'm not sure Solskjaer will. But I, I think with a lot of United fans that go to the game, yes, United were appalling today. West Ham were actually really bad. That's what makes it worse. West Ham did not... You, you're talking about them as a possible top six side. The West Ham were dire as well. And they, they'd created very little against United, who created less. Um, but I don't know... I, the people that I, like, my son's got a season ticket. I often go with him, but not every game. A lot of my friends has got season tickets, and it feels like there's a sort of resignation about United um, that's been cut. It's been building and building for the last few years, but finally it feels like nobody's just trying to stick a plaster over the huge problems since Ferguson left. Mm. And at least Solskjaer, I think he, he could well end up as being the scapegoat. I don't think he'll get time to deliver a really top team, whether he'll even get funds to do it, but... He is weeding out bit by bit the problem, but today was just as bad as any. But it's of what the he's games. bringing in because he's you say weeded out. Lukaku's gone, Sanchez has yeah, gone. He's... Rashford pulled up with an injury today for Manchester yeah. United, which is a huge concern because up top it's it's just it's Greenwood way... and Martial, and Martial plays out wide by all accounts. Well, so Martial's it, been injured it's... for the last three games, so, and Mar- so, so you've just got seventeen-year-old Mason Greenwood up front. Yeah, and Angel Gomez, but and he's got a uh, Martial's got a real. I think this is this this is the second problem. I think he got rid of the worst offenders. The you know the Sanchez and Lukaku by all accounts didn't want to be there. Smalling's gone. I think Smalling was unlucky to go. But you look at the the three. I think Rocco and Jones are worse than Smalling. Yeah, but he'll take him. They're definitely worse than Smalling. Much worse. But nobody will take him. And uh, we look at the three buys. They've actually been our three best players so far this season, with it probably with the exception of Mac Thomas. James has been brilliant. Been good. James has been really good. Maguire was a bit off today, but still has been largely good. And Wan Bissaka is a fantastic defender, not yet amazing going forward, but not bad going forward. Better than everything else we had there. So if you look at Solskjaer on what he's actually done, you you kind of go. They're not the problem. His buys are not the problem. The people he's got rid of the problem. I think okay. his, his next level of problem is the fact that you've got players like Juan Mata still there who was terrible today. Mm. You've got Lingard who's really, really out of form. And it's been about two years now since he was last in form. And he's got a history of getting injured quite often. Martial's got a real bad injury record. Luke Shaw's got a terrible injury record. And those are probably the next wave of players that would be considered his top players. Okay, well, let's have a bit of a laugh now. And I don't mean to laugh at your expense as a Manchester I don't, United I, fan. To be honest, I'm almost beyond it now. Be so, <laughs> I, it's because you were so good for so long. Yeah, you've yeah. got to stick the knife in, you you stick know, the boot in. And I, I'm, I can totally understand that. And to be honest <laughs> as well, because I was around to watch United in the 80s, this is still nowhere near really? as bad as it mm. was for all the beginning of the 80s when I was a, a kid. And then even... Ferguson's first year, it was it was much worse than it. Okay, well, what I want to do, I want to go around the table. I'm going to play some sad music to <laughs> to make this extra atmospheric. Uh, I want to go through the Manchester United squad, and I want to just play a quick game of bin or keep, or basically, I'm saying, are they good enough to compete in a top six side? So let's go around the table. David De Gea is the first one. I'm saying yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. out of form though. Still yeah. out of form. Clean, clean. Yes. Yeah. Victor Lindelof. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's all right. Eric Bailly. No. Okay. No, he never plays. He's always injured. I totally yeah. forgotten about Bay when you were talking about centre halves. If he was fit, I'd like. I, th- I, I'd kind of, yes. I always think he's kind of similar to Otamendi. Just yes, I'm going 55-45. Yeah, never plays. He never. He's plays. Very quiet over there, Adam. Never, 
I'm just enjoying this. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, yes or no? Come on. Yeah, come on, we'll be here or not. No. Phil Jones? No. 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 Uh, Harry yes. Maguire? Yes. 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 Pogba? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Matter? No. Oh. Martial? Yes. Maybe. Mm, okay, interesting. Oh, Rashford. Don't play enough. Yeah. Rashford. He's having a bad Doesn't score any goals. He's having a bad time, but if you're talking about the top he's six, 21. compare him with the other top six, you know, would you have would you have a Bamayang over Rashford? He's yes. not your yeah, first choice striker, is he? You uh, don't want would him you have to Kane be. over him? Yes. Would you have Aguero yeah. over him? Yes. Would you top have... six sub player? We're going yes. Yeah, he will be. He will be. Okay, Lee Grant, don't worry about him. No. Jesse Lingard. No, he's flattered no. to deceive no. for so long now. Andreas Pereira. No. No, no. he's a hard worker. Marcus Rocco. No. 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 Fred? Oh. Never, never Don't seems, get me started. Never seems there. to play. Never seems no, to play. Exactly. He's mad, isn't it? Uh, no. How about the Manchester United captain, Ashley Young? No. No. Do you know what? For for his role, you'd you would have him in a squad. There's you know, there's a lot of he's players. A squad player, there's a lot yeah. of players where it's like well, if he didn't have to start every week, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it, so Matt, I can tell you, I see your he point. He gets a hard... Like McTominay. I think he gets a hard... Uh, I, I think he's been dealt... The, he seems to get the brunt of it, and he's by no means the biggest problem there. <laughs> yeah, the emotional all. music getting louder. He's at the end of his Ashley career. Yeah, and he's, <laughs> situation. You know. uh, Diogo Dallo. No, not really. Not proven yet. Not played enough. Got injured halfway through last season. Yes. Daniel James, five games. Been the best player for United so far this season. Yeah, probably, but... You uh, know, on this form? Yeah. It'd be harsh to say no. It would, but he's, I, again, I couldn't say yes for sure. But it'd be harsh to say no. He's, uh, he's started well. He's he a bad started, team. He's started he has well. started well. Sorry to the goalkeepers' union, Sergio Romero. Don't yes, no, yes. Oh, uh, as, as number people one, people seem to no, like not him. as number one, yeah, but as a backup goalkeeper, okay. he's probably he's in, he's in, there. he's in. Backup keeper, I Luke think, Shaw. I think you'd be surprised no. at Romero. I don't think he is that good. Luke Shaw, Luke Shaw, no, no, not not Luke Shaw. Definitely not. He never plays. Happily say no. Equally, I'll say no with Timothy Fosu Mensa. No, he's not really there anyway. Rubbish. Mason Greenwood. Kid. He's 17, Again, he's no. played Who one knows, game. Angel know. Gomez, kid. Yeah, he's, he's Fine. 18. Fine. Uh, Wan-Pisaka. Yes. Yeah, he's very good. Because of what he cost or because of how yeah, good he is? He's good. Oh, he's good. a great defender. He's yeah, I he's, think he's the best United uh, signing in years. Nemanja Matic, yeah. who's been wearing the no. captain's armband recently. No, no, it's gone, sadly. I don't know if his legs no. have gone or Turn he just doesn't circle care. Boss. Okay, now we've got a, a glut of academy products. James Garner, Jimmy Garner. It's too early, same as that. Yeah, he's, really he's played. only played one game. Axel Twanzevi. Probably Again. more of a judgment allowed on he him. He looks all he right. played for Aston Villa and was decent. He looks all right. Top six, maybe. Mm, yeah, maybe yeah. not. He will, I think he will become... I think he's. he'll soon get Windelhoff's place if Windelhoff carries on as badly as he's been doing. Scott McTominay. Yeah, he's again, again he's coming like, to, coming you wouldn't want to rely on him every but week. This is a top you six. You are relying on you know, him Gary yeah, Neville this is used the word problem, but if he was four like or five transfer windows to compete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Are give these him, players going to compete? You give McTominay two years, he's already okay. the most McTominay consistent player. This is it. If United did sign two, centre, two more centre midfielders, or even three, you'll have McTominay around because he's good to come in. But if he's playing okay. every week, and finally, it's not yeah. Pereira. We're running out of time to Heath Chong. Again, mm, no, know. he's played two games. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he's going to play for United long term. But um, Okay, and we've got Joel Pereira, the keeper, who's on loan at Hearts. Chris Smalling's on loan at Roma, and Alexis Sanchez is at Inter. I can't imagine you'd expect to see... All three of those no. players back at Old Trafford. You might see Sanchez back if it carries on. And yeah. one more injury, and if Daniel James gets injured, Sanchez could be coming back. Uh, okay, and Smalley. <laughs> yeah, well, let's quickly forward. talk about West Ham. Um, Alex isn't convinced they'll be top six contenders. I thought Mark no, Noble was influential today. I thought he was excellent, Mark Noble. In the middle well, yeah, of he has these West games, Ham. doesn't he? And then people say, oh, why didn't he get in the England squad? Mm. But yeah, okay. 
He does have these games. He has them often and on television as well, it seems like. Yeah. Unless he's like that every game, but I, I know a West Ham fan who doesn't, who thinks he's... Well, he this is the difference, isn't it? If he was that. that good, he'd have been signed. Well, fair enough. Maybe he has had offers from like Chelsea or whatever. Maybe he's gone on West Ham through and through. I'm staying yeah. here. But I doubt it. I think it's more the fact that Very top steady. teams have gone, no. Are Manchester United going to finish top six on this form? I think yes. so. Yes? Yeah. On this form, no. But do, I think do you so. know what? And this is less a, a, a dig at United than everyone else. There's worse teams going for the top six, probably, currently. Draw with, draw with Southampton. Lost yeah. to West Ham. Drew at Palace. Come on. Well, look, they beat, Come on. They beat Leicester home last in. week. My, beat, my thing, beat Chelsea. My thing from the start of the season is there's a consistency with the, with the established top six that the pretenders don't have. And United's results are kind of chipping away at that argument week by week. But they beat Leicester at home last week. Beat yeah. Chelsea. Over the course of the season, United will win more games, pick up more points, yeah. just about than Leicester, Wolves, yeah. Watford. They'll well, obviously, you know, the people we were talking about at the start of the season. And, and Pogba Everton. to come back and Martial to come sure. back. And half, half the teams we were talking really. about to break into the top six are in the relegation zone anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, Everton, Wolves. West Ham currently in fifth position now on 11 points uh, with a plus one goal difference after beating Manchester United, who slipped down to eighth, remaining on eight points. Uh, let's quickly gloss over Friday night football. Southampton won Bournemouth three. Nathan Ake, Harry Wilson and... Callum Wilson giving Bournemouth uh, a 3-1 victory. James Ward-Prowse on the penalty spot, uh, pulling it back to level pegging for Southampton. Uh, but Bournemouth finally get that elusive away win at Southampton. Never won at St Mary's, unbelievably. I think Southampton, I don't know. They were meant to be a really exciting team under Hassan yeah. Hootel. They looked all at sea. Mm. So what, what's their goal for this Did, season? It's easy for me to slag them off as a Pompey fan. And I know we've got them on Tuesday and I hope they <laughs> fucking don't it. smash us because they're prob- probably going to smash us and I'll lay into them during the week. Just Staying up. The next couple of podcasts. Staying up. Yeah. They brought in Hassan Hootel. They've spent 20 million on Che Adams. They've right. got all of these players that have come in and they're like, all right, it's a new dawn for us. Mark Hughes was shite. We're ready to, to move on. <laughs> what? Are, really? Staying yeah, up. But now, they, now, now, given what's now. happened, it's going to be, we better stay in this division yeah. at what, the start of the season it probably would have been yeah. we're, only five, we're, we're, only, we're only five games in though yeah. we're only five games yeah. in so you can apply the same principle to all the teams yeah. what is their goal as a football club and I'm not trying to needle here I'm just interested okay. to know what you guys mid, think on mid, this mid table it's is probably the, where is they the goal, want to be but I don't think they'll achieve it yeah now it probably they probably are thinking because the difference is like if you look at Everton they won't be think their fans won't be thinking we should just be staying up because Everton have normally got a history of you know yeah, they're going to finish in the top ten. Yeah. But Southampton are like, oh, we thought we were going to have a good season. Actually, we're going to have another shit season. Are Southampton so as good as Everton because yeah. they're level on points? Look at squad. No, no, no because I, if, it's one of those. Look, it's getting towards that time, isn't it, where people start thinking maybe Marco Silva's going to go, yeah. and you've always just maybe it's the history thing, you know, because Everton have always finished in the top ten. They've got a decent crop of players. And you just think they are more likely mm. for something to either click or a manager change to bring a big bounce. Yeah. If Hassanuttal goes in December, what's going to happen? Yeah. They're going to get a manager in to keep them in. It might exactly, keep them up yeah. in the last six months. Might get Mark and Hughes. Then, yeah, it's going to be someone like that. and then Or even someone a bit more progressive like Hassanuttal. It might keep them up and then they're going to be in this situation okay. again. Okay, well, that's Southampton. What about Bournemouth then? Because Eddie oh, Howe just always. slowly going out his business. How underrated is Eddie Howe? Or is he just the typical in the Sean Dice bracket he of he's yeah. good at? What he's good at. He is what he is. People, he is what people he is. don't people don't pay attention when they take 
well, then when they get two wins from a 14 games. Yeah, like last season. Well, they were brilliant last season until maybe March, February, and they and couldn't win a game. No, it was like January. Was it January? January? It was, it was, they, it was, were, they were brilliant. They were they were knocking on the door of the Europa League spots, and then they just couldn't win a game. But I remember for it being January because I think it was when I was in Newcastle with, for the City game, and they beat Chelsea like four 0 Yeah, and then but either on, side after of that, that, but that was their collapsed. only win yeah, yeah, for like yeah. like I say like 15 games. And people don't talk about oh Eddie Howe should get a big job. They wait until should they get a decent result. No, because they wait until they get a decent result and then they go oh we should get a big job He's but they ignore the fact that mm. okay. look well, fine they, look fine with that resources and maybe you yeah. know it's like the young players thing maybe if he went and got the chance maybe he'd show us but I don't think he has showed enough where would he go what, what, what well, job would he take well it, it, it depends on the kind of the circumstances doesn't it because you'd be thinking if Pochettino left Spurs maybe that Maybe, I, I yeah, but not Liverpool. That's a good that's a good not yeah. Chelsea. Maybe Arsenal. What? Maybe Everton. Maybe Arsenal. Arsenal, Everton. I yeah, think Everton, yeah. Bournemouth. But how this, big are we talking? This, so he's not underrated for you, Sam. He's not an underrated yeah. manager. He just, he just is, is, he just he is, is what he is. Okay. We, we always talk about of the road. Bournemouth, and this again is absolutely no dig. If anything, it's compliment. Bournemouth are kind of where they should be. With with how how's very very good. Yeah, he's done a good he job. So, so I don't Sam, think he should. Sam do. says he is what he is. I think the words I, I he, used was he's good at what he's good at. Much yeah. like Sean Dyche at Burnley is good at doing and what he does with he Burnley. Should, he should yeah, be yeah. praised for what he's doing. But like Sam said, he's not going to get the Liverpool or City job, is he? And no, he he will end up, I think, uh, uh, in a job of Spurs, Arsenal. Everton, like, sort basically of like team. Leicester getting yeah, Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, That's the one you're waiting it. for, and it clubs at that level. It's That's the one you're waiting like for. But Bournemouth are fine. Bournemouth um, will finish mid-table. They're overachieving. Bournemouth. He's yeah. not a historical big yeah. football. He's doing, like, he's doing a good job, but I'm, I wouldn't be having him. I, on I, I tip them to go down every job. season, and that's not just being another bitter man from across the yeah. south coast. It's just generally, it's just in in incredible to see them in the top flight of English football. I mean, I remember them being in administration and in the League Two relegation zone. That, yeah, that yeah. was 10, 15, 10, 12 years ago? There are sleeping giants in football, aren't there? And big cities and big football teams. And Bournemouth are not one of them. So I'm sure they're delighted doing the Premier League. And I don't mean to be disrespectful. But I think they'll probably just about stay up and then do that for the next three or four years. And yeah, I think they're, they're, good, they're a good side. They're, they are yeah. now an established Premier League club. Yeah. Bournemouth are. And for that, he deserves every And that's of hard to do. Yeah. With no, the resources he gets. It's just a narrative that annoys me. Same as Sean yeah. Dyche. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, Sean Dyche is worse because people think if he went to Arsenal, he'd, he'd have been playing good, good football. <laughs> yeah. no, no, he absolutely wouldn't. But no. let's not because, yeah, we'd no. be here all night. We would be here all night. And I'm sure that's something we'll discuss later on yeah. in the season on the podcast. Sean Dyche and Eddie Howe, of course, their roles at Burnley and Bournemouth, respectively. Bournemouth with a 3-1 victory. That puts them up into sixth position in the Premier League on 10 points. Southampton dropped down to 13th, which is level on points with Everton uh, as well. Um, let's move on. You said, Sam, about Brendan Rodgers um, and his skills as a manager. Where does he rank in terms of managers in European football? Is he in the top Oof. ten? Is he in the top fifteen? Rogers, top... Is he in the top twenty? Where I mean, where does he rank? Because he Is gets he a good? lot. He gets a lot of credit, and and he did a great job with Celtic. But I mean, there'd be the same argument that Alex Boardman could do just an equally as good a job as Celtic yeah, manager yeah, yeah. as anyone else. So they won two one against Tottenham. We'll come on to the game in a second. But where does Brendan Rodgers rank on the on the list of he's, he's of where best he should be, European yeah. managers? Yeah, he's, he's not. He's, he's not on the be- list of best European managers. He's just not. Um, I'm not sure what he'd have to do at Leicester to get another big job, um, top six top, and win the FA Cup, five, or kind of, yeah. top five. He's, but you know, I mean, it's a good question because I'm completely stumped by it. Well, because you path, just don't think of Brendan Rodgers in that. No, of course no, you don't. In career, circles, career path: for reason, Liverpool, Celtic, Leicester. Yeah, yeah, and I reckon he'll get a job. I, I reckon he will still get an Arsenal 
next. I, th- I think he's at if that he does kind a good of job level. At Leicester, sure. He he's doing a good job. He's a very good manager. He did really well at Liverpool. Obviously, did really well at Celtic. Um, it's just going to depend at the end of this season. He, I, I kind of hope he stays at Leicester. It seems like a good fit, and he's got yeah. them playing good football. Not that they weren't anyway. It wasn't like he went to a club in real despair. I know they weren't doing as well as they did. Claude Puel. Yeah, Everyone hates Claude Puel. Now he he's he's very good. He's at the club. He should be out at the moment. They'll be fine. Yeah. They'll they will do just well. Thrown by that question completely. It's like just yeah. imagine him yeah. going to like AC Milan or something. You can't, can you? We know. This is what the one asked. But, ask the but I think again, it's you know mentioned PR quite a bit tonight. It's because of it comes across or has come across in the past as a bit of a tit, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. And instinct, instinctively, when you think of Brendan Rodgers, you go, yeah. Brendan yeah, Rodgers. Yeah. And then you think Brendan Rodgers, best coach, one of the best coaches in Europe. What are you on about? But I mean, yeah, and yeah, you can imagine him going abroad at some point and like, like failing quite spectacularly you to could, speak yeah. a, a new language or whatever, and it just being kind of a a, a banter era Brendan Rodgers yeah. thing. But he does deserve more credit than that. But like I say, good question because you've stumped me. I've no idea where is he in top in terms of the top coaches in England. See, he's in the top ten. Yeah, he which was is, well, in the top ten. So when he left, but he is though. Celtic. They were, they were saying, why would you leave Celtic? It's such a big club and stuff. And West is a bit of a yeah, downward step. And so, uh, and I think he must have sat down well, like, with his agent. Yeah. Oh, and I yeah. think they must have planned and said, where Absolute will you be nonsense. in five or ten years' time? I'll tell you, and also, he obviously couldn't have waited. He obviously couldn't have waited to win the treble. It was like we need to do this now. because like I said with Howell. Managers of that level, yeah. they're waiting for a lesson. Yeah. And I think, they're waiting for an Everton to come up. I think he definitely had a plan. He always sat down with his agent and they were going, where would we be in five years if we stay at Celtic? We'll probably still, we'll probably won three like leagues or maybe five leagues. Um, but where where do we are if we go for five years down in Leicester? You maybe do two years there, then maybe yeah. you get Arsenal. Maybe you get Tottenham if that becomes vacant. Mm-hmm. Just quickly want to go through the actual game because we've spoken about Brendan Rodgers, but not about the scoreline. It was 2-1 to Leicester City. Harry Kane... Uh, scored, put Spurs in front in the 29th minute. An outrageous finish from Harry Kane. He was mm. falling over. Amazing. Face plant in the floor, kicked the ball into the floor. Whether he meant to finish it into the top bins by kicking it against the ground and letting it flick up and go past the goalkeeper, I don't know. Um, but I want to play devil's advocate here because we've got a, a, a couple of people in the studio with a vested interest in Manchester City. Could could Sergio Aguero have scored that goal? Can I give yes. you a quick answer there? He wouldn't have had to because he wouldn't he wouldn't have been pushed over because <laughs> he he's got such a, I knew that was coming. He's got such a little low sensor of gravity. I knew that was coming. Talking I, about that Watford game a couple of years ago when he he kind of he got shorter, he kind of shrunk and just nipped around all the players. He does that. He, I just don't think he'd have got pushed is over. Is Kane better than or equivalent to Sergio he's, Aguero he's close in, ter- in terms to of Aguero. finishing? Close. In terms of finishing, where where is he close. in the Premier League? Close, right at the top, and, that, and, and saying, that's saying close is a ridic- big compliment. It's a ridiculous goal to score. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't get Aguero yeah, but, but you're not saying how does he compare to Aubameyang or Rashford? Yeah. You're comparing him to Aguero, who is the best. Yeah, Aguero, sure. Aguero against Fair Liverpool point. about three or four years ago scored from basically the corner flag. So that's the level of finisher that Aguero is. He he scores all types of goals. Harry Kane is is one of the best strikers yeah, in fantastic. Europe. I think he's great. He, he's brilliant, but he's not quite on Aguero's level yet. No, okay, not might quite. Go. And also, if we can just go back a minute, if you were to say, would Aguero have scored that goal? No, he wouldn't because he'd have dived and got a penalty. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> would what would have happened. Would Van have scored that goal? That that Van Nistelrooy would never have even been touched. He'd have been nah. away. He would, have been, he would have been away with his arm in the air before. In Martin Keane's face somewhere, probably. Giving him some stick. dive? No. No, he's got a history of it, hasn't he? He oh, would have gone. He would have gone oh, down. I can't there. remember. No, he wouldn't have. Followed. Again, maybe another. He's, pod. he's he's like a smart. He's a smart striker. But it was a great. It was a great. Finish. To be fair, talking about Kane though, he he loves a dive. He, well, yeah, that's the one, but he, could, tried, but he, the one he tried to buy at the end of the Arsenal game yes, the other week was yes, just classic but Kane. He could, I like it about him. He yeah. could well have not 
tried to score yeah, that yeah, goal yeah. and could have tried to claim a penalty instead. I think he would have tried to score. He would have right? Okay, so that that's the difference there. Kane put Spurs one nil up. Spurs were two nil up. Uh, but for the intervention they of the... They were 1-0 down. 1-0 down. <laughs> uh, down. Well, oh yeah. God, here we go. Yeah, Spurs were 1-0 up, 1-0 down, whatever you want to say. So many goals going in at either end, chalked off by VAR. And that's why, even though I don't want to, we're going to have to talk about VAR. Serge Aurier scored a goal to make 2-0, uh, to put Spurs 2-0 in front. Um, and just before we go any further, here is a quick recap of how VAR works in the scoring of a goal in the Premier League. VAR, Rule 21A. The use of VAR when a goal is scored. All goals scored in the Premier League will automatically be checked by the video assistant referee. They will check for any infringements by the attacking team in the attacking possession phase that led to the goal. For factual decisions such as offside or the ball being out of play, the VAR will inform the referee, who will overturn any award of a goal. For subjective decisions such as a foul or a handball, VAR can be used to overturn if a clear and obvious error has been identified. If the evidence provided by the broadcast footage does not accord with what the referee believes to have seen, then VAR can recommend an overturn. The final decision will remain with the on-field referee. Okay, that's the VAR ruling for scoring a goal. And to be honest with you, within about 15 <laughs> seconds, I was asleep we on don't the phone. Say no. and do it. Yeah, of course you are, because it's just nonsense, isn't it? Absolute nonsense. I've seen someone writing on a napkin. I think I saw it on your Twitter, actually, Adam. Someone writing on a napkin, the margins and the centimetres and the millimetres between it's... Son being offside and being onside. It's just bollocks. It's just rubbish. We we said it off air and we don't need to go into VAR because we're going to do it every week and this is why we don't like it. We said before that this was meant to, and I, I say this in, in inverted commas, this was meant to get rid of controversy. However, we've gone from arguing in the pub with our mates about, oh my God, was he offside to, oh, he was offside, but why was he offside? And it, It's yeah. all, like you said, it's bollocks. It's all rubbish. Nobody likes it. Anybody who does like it, just don't. And, and because what? Why? <laughs> I heard some pundits trying to make an excuse for Spurs switching off and, and conceding two goals subsequently to Leicester to lose 2 mm. 1 um, because the goal was ruled out by VAR and not by the traditional offside you know, flag. What a load of nonsense that is, by the way. Do you, know, do you know what sums it up best? Spurs fans have been singing VAR, my lord, since they beat City <laughs> in the Champions League. Karma? Which is fine. Like, they can enjoy it in the moment, but. Now you can see it's not a good thing. <laughs> what about James Madison? He's a good thing. He's a good he thing a good for England. Lord, yeah. Why does he not get picked by... Well, he did get picked by Gareth Southgate. Why didn't Southgate start him in those two European qualifiers recently against Bulgaria and Kosovo? Maybe he was asked not to. Maybe he just didn't... Uh, who knows? Who he's got to be in the Euros, he's though, surely, isn't he? Yeah, that's the he's thing, brilliant. isn't it? Maybe he just wanted to bring him in, have a look at him. Maybe he wanted to keep the pressure off him. Yeah. Um, he's a... He, he just looks like such a pure footballer, doesn't he? He, yeah. he looked all right last year, but this year he's just gone to a, a he's different very, very level. Good. Two-footed, head up, quite strong, not slow. I, I, I really, really like him. Yeah, he's, he's, he's very, very good. And he does have a role to play in that England squad. We're very much lacking midfielders who can create chances. So mm. he'll get in the Euro squad. He's very good. Leicester will do extremely well to keep hold of him next season. Mm. 
Um, we yeah. already know that United. Well, I think he is, he is a Manchester United fan by all accounts yeah, as well, yeah, James he Madison. Is, yeah. uh, he was getting stick for his six and a half grand Gucci backpack, but when you score a goal <laughs> like that, who the fuck cares what you're yeah, wearing on your back? Yeah. Uh, anyway, Leicester win the game 2 1 at the King Power Stadium. They're up to third in the Premier League on 11 points above Arsenal and West Ham on goal difference. Spurs drop down to seventh on eight points, the same as Manchester United, Burnley, and Sheffield United. And it's Sheffield United where we're going next because they travel to Goodison Park with Marco Silva's Everton having a good home record uh, they lost 2-0 Everton in the end Sheffield United with goals uh, from Lise Mousse late on in the game and the Yerry Mina own goal just before half time putting Sheffield in front um, how at risk of being sacked is Marco Silva Alex because it seems like every time we talk yeah. about the next manager to go the same names crop up and one of them is always Marco Silva yeah I think he is quite at risk because Everton what look poor and, mm. and, and mm. it's just more than that as well it's mm. when um when Mourinho left United, when they got rid of him, what's happening just over the city mm. at Liverpool? Yeah. It makes, it just heightens everything. So every little mistake, because fans are not going, oh, well, you know, you're, you're trying to bend in these new players, you've got a new centre forward, he doesn't quite know the league yet. They don't care, they're going, well, Liverpool got won the Champions League, Liverpool yeah. were top of the league and haven't got beaten. And I think a big issue for them as well, Alex, is the fact that they sold Lukaku a couple of years ago to Manchester United, yeah, yeah. and he was scoring goal after goal after goal for Everton, and yeah. they haven't replaced him. They've replaced him with Richarlison who's making a good fist of it but without him they've bought Iwobi who I think scored 11 goals in 100 games yeah. Moise Keane who's a, who's a young player they've brought in from Juventus you can't expect him to hit the ground running no. Jenk Tosin was a bit of a flop by. They've really struggled to get goals in their team. And Richarlison's a winger as well. He's like a com- he, he's still sort of playing on the wing. And he's he? young as well, isn't he? Himself? Yeah, he's a, he, I, I really, really like liked him. him. Yeah. I liked him when he was at Watford. I thought he'd, he's just got a real nasty streak about him which when you get that in a forward He's mm. he's quite a he's not that common, but and I don't just mean like oh he's quite tough and stuff. He's dirty. He's really up for a goal and stuff. So I think yeah, yeah. I think they might even struggle to get to keep hold of him because mm. I can mm. see him going somewhere mm. else. Um, is he going to get sacked, Sam? Do you think, Marco Silva? Not for a while. Yeah, but it's one of those. How long does he get? Results. Six games, what is ten it? games, but twelve if, games. But if there's another three games like this. Mm. Because a lot of Everton fans but, are turned but already. But their away so, record so. was abysmal. Their away, re- away record has been abysmal. I think six, seven games they haven't won away yeah. from home. Home they've been decent and it's yeah. just been chalk and cheese. It's well, they got black City and next white. Week. And, and that's either going to that's going to either be they're either going to lose six 0 or they'll win. Yeah, yeah, they could they could well. It, and if it gets tough. really bad, then the the talk will be there. And I could I. I could see Marcus Silva going within the next month. To yeah, be yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Everton are the kind of club, kind of club that will turn quickly, and they're already turning. Yeah, yeah. after the a couple of bad up. results, mm-hmm. yeah, two or three up. more, and he's already gone. Especially yeah. with the money they've spent. Mourinho's so available. In, says he wants a project. Correct, and that's the kind of job I can expect Mourinho to take. Okay. Although I still think he'll get the Wolves. Job. Everton fans are certainly turning on Marco Silva sense. from what I've heard on, yeah, on yeah. fan forums and on the radio. Yeah. So that's certainly interesting. Everton nil, Sheffield United two. That puts Sheffield United in tenth position, which is yeah. great for them. Mad. Um, I, I said on the first podcast this year that they'll go down on like Derby numbers of Well, points. Fergal Brennan predicted them to finish top 10, which was foolish at the mm, time, but yeah. doesn't sound so no, foolish now. Uh, Crystal Palace won Wolverhampton Wanderers won just as we uh, wind down the clock towards the end of the show. Then Donker with an own goal just after uh, the restart. And then Diogo Jota in the 95th minute. My, my Wolves friend, Nick, um, said that that goal bas- has basically saved uh, Nuno's job. Because wow, appa- apparently, apparently it's getting quite, quite edgy. Well, only Watford and, and Wolves, are the only teams not to win in yeah, the Premier League and this year. Like we said before, we don't really need to cover it too much because Alex said it before that they've got the Europe thing. It's very much like Burnley the other season, where 
They mm. don't really know how to juggle it. It's going to take them a while. There's no way they'll get relegated with the squad they've got, but their ambitions this year were probably top six again. You thought they'd really kick on. I, I really thought they'd be better I than thought this. they'd be they'd be going for fifth, fourth. I said this on the show last week. Wolves' aim should be to rinse and repeat. Finish yeah, sixth. Exactly. Yeah, do yeah, it yeah, again yeah. and do it yeah, again yeah. and do it again. Just goes to show that is not an easy oh, thing to do. No. No. It really isn't. Uh, Crystal Palace, meanwhile, slowly confirming Premier League security. Yeah. A lot of questions about whether they'll be safe this season. Um keep winning games or keep getting points. Yeah, they'll be they'll be fine. I'm pretty certain they'll be fine. Like you said before, there's a lot worse teams. So yeah, and fine. it depends how the Zaha thing plays out, doesn't it? Yeah. Come yeah. the rest of the season because that mm. could derail them come January. Certainly in January, they seem to do more business in January. Crystal Palace. That game finished one-one in the end. Wolverhampton Wanderers, though, still in the Premier League relegation zone in 19th position. Crystal Palace, meanwhile, up to 12th. Burnley two, Norwich City nil. We are not going to talk about Newcastle versus Brighton because. By all accounts, apparently it was a dead game. Well, there's uh, a question zero, for zero. the Newcastle fans you got on during the week. Is Miguel Almiron actually any good? Well, he hasn't they, they love him. It's a pointless question. They'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, defend him. We'll they're, get back to Newcastle in a couple a of weeks. Pointless pointless. I'm still in trouble Honestly, with Newcastle fans. Exasperated even. Oh, it's a question I'd like to know the answer to. I've not seen enough of him to be able to say, but I've, what I have seen has led me to ask the question. Work Is he rate, actually that good? Work rate, phenomenal. But end product, non-existent. No goals. Personal opinion from the outside looking in. Newcastle fans, To be fair, it's got to be a hard move. Paraguay, America, Newcastle. Lynch me if you want, but that's how I feel. Uh, Burnley 2, Norwich City nil. Chris Wood with two goals within four minutes of each other, the 10th and 14th minutes respectively at Turf Moor. This is the final game we're going to cover. Um, Norwich City, bit of a hangover from beating Manchester City oh, the week before. Time, no yeah. matter who you beat in the Premier League, and this is a good old football cliche, it is still only three points. They, it was telegraphed, that. It's still they, only three points. They've been, and fair play to them, so they should. They've been celebrating the win all you week. You beat Manchester City, beat... Watford, 8-0. Three yeah, points. But they, they've been celebrating the win all week. It's been all over their good socials and highlights. Them. And so they should, because it was a, a ridiculously good win. But as you say, it just goes to show the next week, if you don't go and beat Burnley the week after, it's totally pointless. That's the difference all over the league. league yeah, it? that's the difference all over the league. Like I was saying about the teams hoping for the top six, there's a consistency there, let alone teams just yeah. coming up. Like even Wolves last season, they were fantastic for a team coming up. Mm. But they they would have done this. They yeah. did do this. They had a great work mm. against the top six. Yeah, and then, yeah. you know, they lost twice to Huddersfield. Completely normal. Yeah, And Burn- uh, Burnley, difficult place to go. Not always, but can be. Can yeah, be. Yeah, they'll make it difficult. And Norwich again, I think they'll be fine. I think they've got enough. They, they score enough goals to keep them up, I think. Just finally then, who, who wins the weekend? Who wins the Premier League weekend? Who's had the best performance? You, you best before, well, City, well, Manchester City. City but best Liverpool probably had the bigger win. Liverpool, 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 Liverpool win yeah. the weekend, yeah, because they shouldn't have won that game, and that that's horrible for me to say. They shouldn't have won the game. They won the game and they're still top, so they win their weekend. Brilliant stuff. This has been the Premier League Review Show here on Football Social Daily from the Sports Social. My thanks to Alex Boardman. Thank, Thank you, Alex. You. Thank you, Adam Keyworth. Thank, Thank you, Sam Lee. Go and check Cheers. out Sam on The Athletic, <laughs> yeah, of go course. On. Go and do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> uh, I've been Niall McCorn. Thanks for listening to the show. Don't forget, if you have an Amazon Alexa smart speaker, you can ask it to open Sports Social and go and delve into our skill where you can find Premier League match reports and match previews as well as daily news updates for your Premier League team. And we'll also tell you the score via the skill as well go and check it out it's brilliant subscribe to the podcast so you never miss another show seven days a week the only podcast to do that covering premier league football but for now that's it and we'll see you tomorrow football social daily subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode